0: Exciting news at This Week Health, starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health Conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health Conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in health IT, Zoom, the company Zoom is sending workers back to the office. We're going to talk about that today. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders. Shortest, Artisite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face in 2023 to celebrate five years with This Week Health. We're working to give back and we have partnered with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000. And you know what? In the first week of August, we eclipsed that. We're up over $50,000. But we're still going. And we would love to have you join us. Hit our website in the top right-hand column. You can see a logo for the Lemonade Stand. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community. And we thank you in advance. All right, this made some waves on social media and it was the fact that Zoom has announced that workers living within a 50 mile radius of the company office must go to the office at least two days a week. So essentially it's not like they're saying, hey, everybody has to go back to the office, but they are saying we're going hybrid. And let me give you some of the article. When the COVID-19 lockdown drove workers from all corners of the globe out of the office and into their homes, Zoom, the video conferencing platform, aided the wide reaching shift and experienced skyrocketing profits. However, as COVID-19 restrictions have been lifted over the past two years, the employees funneled back into the office. Zoom's reign came to a standstill. Now the company that became the unofficial symbol of remote work is requiring employees to return to the office. And that's probably why this is getting so much press and so much discussion. On Friday, Zoom announced that it is implementing a hybrid work model requiring employees who live within 50 miles of the company office to work in person at least two days a week. The company said it hopes the move will enhance interaction and innovation within teams. We believe that a structured hybrid approach is most effective for Zoom, a spokesperson for Zoom said in a statement to Insider. As a company, we are in a better position to use our own technologies, continue to innovate and support our global customers. Although Zoom has been around since 2012, it experienced a six-fold surge in its stock value in 2020 as the pandemic caused increased demand. However, its stock plummeted towards the end of 2021 and the company's market value has contracted by more than 100 billion since the 2020 peak, according to Insider. As of Monday morning, Zoom stock is, you get the picture, Zoom stock, Zoom stock, Zoom stock. All right, this is an opportunity to talk about remote work. It's interesting. I've been polling CIOs at our 229 events, and you know, remote work is here to stay. And there's not a single CIO who's talking about bringing their people back into the office more than a couple of days a week. Now, there are some employees who are remote who are not required to come into the office, and if they can, you know, get their job done remote they are not required to, to come in at all. Some of the questions I have around this have been, how does the rest of the culture respond? Like how does the clinical staff respond when the staff is remote? And some of the answers I'm getting on that are instructive. Let's just call it, you know, they, they there's, there's a lesson to be learned here. And that is, if you allow the distance to create distance, between the people that your IT staff are serving and those being served, you're going to end up with a problem. And so that's the thing to keep an eye on. And somebody shared a story how there was a group, I think it was a lab, I could be wrong, but let's just call it the lab. The lab, was struggling with their IT support and they weren't responsive and they weren't making the changes that they needed to have done and those kinds of things. And the CIO had to step in to bring the two parties together, even in some cases, creating an environment where that team had to come in and spend time with the lab staff, not changing the policy per se, but at least getting it to a stable ground so that they could have conversations and uh, continue to move things forward. That's a fairly common story. I'm just sharing that one, but it's a fairly common story where uh, distance gets created with distance. And we have to be careful about that. And, you know, if you're going to see those people on a regular basis, you tend to be more accountable. It's just a general rule. Think about it in terms of exercise, right? If you have a personal trainer who's going to be in the gym to meet you at eight o'clock, there's a better likelihood that you're going to be there at eight o'clock and you're going to be more accountable. The same thing's true for your staff. If they're getting in front of the people that they're serving on a regular basis, they're going to just be more attentive. It's just just natural. Distance creates distance. And so that's one thing that I will say. So a couple of things I've said here. One is almost everybody has adopted remote work and think it is here to stay. One of the questions I ask is, when do you think you'll be coming back into the office full-time? And the most common answer, I would say 98% is never. So they're never going to come back full-time into the office. Remote work has been adopted. Hybrid work is the most common. You know, completely remote is not the most common, which is interesting to me, but uh, hybrid of some kind is the most common. What do you do with employees that are very remote? There's a, when you're hiring those people, there's an expectation that they will be on site at least once a quarter, once a year, whatever it happens to be for whatever those events are. In those cases, the company covers the cost. If there's an an instance where they have to come into the office and they are too far away, sometimes there is a provision in the hiring agreement that they will have to pay for their own costs if they choose to live in lake tahoe and work for a florida hospital they will cover some of their own costs so that sometimes comes up as well there are health systems that have decided that all their employees need to work within a certain you know tri-state quad state whatever it happens to be area so that they can be within driving distance of the location Some organizations have decided, hey, we're gonna go ahead and hire nationwide. Others have looked at a map nationwide and they've marked certain areas nationwide. And they've said, look, these are the states you can hire in, they're green states. These are the states that are a little problematic for us from an HR perspective and from a compliance perspective, maybe even a tax perspective, and they'll mark those as yellow. And then there's the reds, and the reds are essentially only if you can't find the person anywhere else in the country, go ahead and hire in these states. So these are just some of the things I'm hearing with regard to remote work. Why do I bring up this story? It's just an opportunity to talk about remote work. I, I will say this, that there are some problems. I've heard Elon Musk talk about this. I've heard... Jamie Dimon talk about this, and I think Apple and others agree with this as well. We're seeing this happen in Silicon Valley, workers come back. There are some problems that are better solved in person. Like you get into a room, there's an energy that's created, there's a dynamic that's created. You put a whiteboard in front of people and just ideas play off of each other and those kinds of things. I know we're trying to recreate that with Zoom, we're trying to recreate that with Microsoft Teams and other things. But at the end of the day, there's, there's a dynamic that you can create in person that is really hard to replicate, at least today, in that kind of environment. I know we're looking at continuing to enhance these platforms to be more collaborative. We're looking at AR and VR also as opportunities to maybe even enhance the situation a little bit more. But at the end of the day, you know, a group of people sitting around a pizza, just sort of spitballing and brainstorming a lot of times will lead to that serendipity, as they call it, and get you to a solution. So anyway, today was an opportunity to talk about remote work and what I'm hearing, thought I would share that with you. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, no longer Stitcher. It's, it's in my script here, so I, I say it, but I need to stop saying it. Maybe I need to delete it from the script. Who would have thought? Anyway, you get the picture. We are everywhere you can download a podcast. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Articite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Four great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.